Hello, wine lovers, and welcome to Taste Fins and Terror with STC Wine Girl, the wine podcast that focuses on having fun and taking the guesswork out of picking a wine. I'm your host, STC Wine Girl, Shannon Carlson, owner and operator of Midwest Vino LLC. Each week, we are going to select a wine, learn where it's from, how it is made, how it tastes, and maybe a few wine pairing options to go with it. So let's have some fun, find the wines that we like, and take the guesswork out of picking a wine. Let's go. This week's wine is the 2017 Joseph Catin Pinot Gris Hatchboar Alsace Grand Cru. Looking at this bottle, it is long, sleek, and has an old-world feel to it. The label and the foil around the top are various shades of deep golden yellows. In the center of the label, up towards the top, is a little red coat of arms. This label tells you everything you need to know. It tells you that it is an Alsace Grand Cru. It's by Joseph Catin, and it is a Pinot Gris from Hatchborg, and it's a 2017. So where is Alsace, and who is Joseph Catin? I say we dive into this wine and figure all of that out. Alsace is located in the country of France. France is one of the finest and largest producers of wine in the world. They produce roughly 8 billion bottles per year and 53 liters per capita per year. I mean, that's serious wine business. Today, French vineyards represent 900,000 hectares spread over 25,000 winemaking communities. And French vineyards produce 30% white wines and 70% red and rosé wine. The wine in today's bottle is a white wine. Alsace is located in the northeast part of France, just east of Champagne. It is a part of the French border with Germany and Switzerland. This region is so unique compared to its French counterparts. First, this region is perfectly located between France and Germany. Because of this, Alsace has found itself in the center of numerous wars dating all the way back to the Thirty Years' War. It has seen its identity change back and forth from Alsatian, German, to French, with World War I and World War II being particularly devastating with the loss of winemakers and vineyards. You might actually find all three dialects, French, German, and Alsatian, spoken in this region. It just makes for a beautifully diverse historic wine region. And they have adapted, overcame, and continue to make amazing wines. Another reason why this region is so unique is it is almost exclusively a white wine region. They produce under three appellations, or what you would see as an AOC. Those AOCs are Alsace, 
Alsace Creme Cru and Cremant de Alsace. So you might actually see one of those three terms put onto the label of the wine. The wine today is an Alsace Grand Cru. The Grand Cru winery we're focusing on today is Domaine Joseph Catin, one of the largest family-owned and operated wineries in Alsace. They have been producing wines since 1720. In the late 17th century, around 1690, Francois Cotin, born in Porintrui, Switzerland, came to settle in the small Alsatian village of Volkensofen. It's located about 10 kilometers south of Colmar in France. In 1720, Francois decided to become a winemaker in addition to his job as a builder. For the next 11 generations, they have continued his legacy. How amazing is that to have your family stretched over 11 generations working on the same vineyards, generation over generation over generation. That's just amazing to me. I, I love that. Around 1850, Descendant Antoine Catin decided to focus exclusively on the profession of winemaking. He marked the beginning of specialization that was carried on by all of his descendants. One of his sons, Joseph, took over the family-owned estate, and at the end of the 19th century, the Phloxera Plague started to seriously damage the Alsatian vineyard. Joseph, Antoine's son, having studied successfully, dedicated his time fighting against this plague. He became one of the pioneers of the Alsatian viticulture. Following the death of his son, Joseph, Antoine took over the company. Antoine truly cared for preserving the uniqueness and the originality of Alsatian wines. In 1978, Joseph's grandson, Jacques, took over the family-owned estate and began to modernize the winery, completely transforming production and spreading the vineyard over 60 hectares. In 2007, the 12th generation took over with Jacques Jr., joining the company after having studied engineering and agronomy and winemaking. In collaboration with his father, Jacques Sr., Jacques Jr. took charge of the winemaking and the financial department. His wife, Anise, joined the company in 2012, and she is currently responsible for the international sales department. And to this day, both Jacques Jr. and Anise can be found out at the winery. Now, a fun fact about this winery is if you ever visit, you can actually book a visit to their cellar. They will walk you through their winemaking process, and they offer it in English, French, German, and Chinese. So I encourage you, if you ever get an opportunity to actually go to Alsace and see this winery, take advantage of that. How fun is that? One of the family's oldest plots 
for this winery is located in the village of Vokland-Sofen, in the Upper Rhine region. And when we hear Rhine region, we immediately think of Germany. But this is in France. The vines are planted on southeast-facing slopes on the foothills of the Vogue Mountains. And here the vines enjoy a lot of sunshine and are well protected by the mountains. This area acts as a natural barrier, which is why they are able to experience a dry climate. In the heavy, deep, and well-drained soil made of marl, clay, and limestone grow the four what we call noble grape varietals. Those are known as Riesling, Muscat, Pinot Gris, and Gewürztraminer. The varietal that we are focusing on today is Pinot Gris. According to the legend, the name Hatchbur comes from the first castle built by the lords of Hatstedt. This place hinges on the ruins of an old Gallo-Roman city named Altavik. This place has always been a wine-growing area. The first written works regarding the Hatchbor vineyard date back to 1188. Later in the 13th century, the Augustinians from a near monastery were already claiming the quality of the wines produced from this area. Two centuries later, the Hungarian queen owned a vineyard there. The reputation of the place was built. During the entire Middle Age, this vineyard was cultivated by bishops and clergymen from the region. In the 17th century, the first vintages started to be exported in Northern Europe. As I mentioned, this area grows four of the noble grape varieties, Riesling, Muscat, Pinot Gris, and Gewürztraminer. The varietal we are focusing on today is Pinot Gris, and that's because this wine is made from 100% Pinot Gris. It developed as a mutation of Pinot Noir in Burgundy, France. This particular varietal is actually known by two different names. Its most popular names can be Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio. Both terms mean gray Pinot, which references the grape's light pink skin color. Now, while the two names are technically synonymous, they have an individual style. Cool climate Pinot Gris is known for medium plus acidity, medium to full body, neutral aromas, and sometimes a moderate amount of residual sugar. That's the one that we're going to focus on today. The cool climate of Alsace and warm volcanic soils are particularly well-suited for Pinot Gris. With its dry autumns allowing plenty of time for the grapes to hang on the vines, it often results in wines of very powerful flavors. Joseph Gatten Winery is actually located in one of the driest climates in Alsace, and it is considered one of the driest climates in France. The vines are located between the Black Forest of Germany and the Vogue Mountains in France. Vines are planted on southeast-facing slopes 
and they are pruned in the guillot style. As I mentioned earlier, those volcanic soils, especially in this area, are made up of clay, marl, and limestone. The yields on these vines are going to be limited. They want to make sure that they get maximum concentration in each and every grape. The grapes are harvested by hand, and they believe in sustainable farming. Over 50% of their vines are organic certified. It doesn't mean that, that they don't follow those principles on the other 50%. They just haven't gotten them certified. They follow sustainable farming throughout their entire vineyard. The grapes are gently pressed using a pneumatic press, and this helps to preserve the aromas. Fermentation occurs in a fermentation wine cellar located below the presses with temperatures between 18 to 22 degrees Celsius or around 64 70 degree Fahrenheit. The juice flows naturally from the press into stainless steel tanks, preserving its characteristics using the must. The wine is then aged in traditional big old oak casts. Some of these casts are a hundred years old. The goal is to really reveal the specifics of the terroir in the wine and not have it masked or covered up by those oak barrels. It's kind of a fun thing and I can't wait to try the wine and see how that comes across in the glass. You guys will have to tell me when we try this wine, do you notice that? And do you think it plays a part? And does it, do you think it benefits? I'd be curious to what you think. Thinking about where this wine comes from and how it is made, it's going to be really interesting to see how this wine actually tastes. You guys ready to try this wine? I, I say we pop open the bottle and we give it a try and see just how these aromas and flavors really showcase that region and the production methods. Let's pop it open. Looking at this glass, the color on this wine is a golden yellow color. I'm serving my wine today chilled, roughly 10 degrees Celsius or around 45 degrees Fahrenheit. I really want to get these aromas, and the cooler the wine is, the more muted the aromas are going to be. So I don't want it really, really cold, but I do want it chilled. I'm ready to smell this wine. Oh, Wow, it has really juicy, pronounced aromas. I get honeysuckle and golden apples immediately when I smell this wine. But I also get characteristics of like pineapple and citrus. You do get like a minerality on it. And I definitely... I definitely get beeswax. It is a really aromatic wine. I just want to taste it. 
Oh, wow. So this wine, you know, sometimes when we think about Pinot Grigio or even some Pinot Gris, we think about the dry styles. Those are very popular. This has a off dry or just slightly sweet flavor to it. Pinot Gris actually can be in multiple sweetness levels. So just because you see a Pinot Gris, do not assume that it is going to be bone dry. This one will surprise you. When I taste this wine, I get... I get pronounced flavors. I get citrus and I can taste the honey. But then I also taste really ripe apricot and peach. And you do get a little bit of stone minerality on it. So it's got great body. This is kind of a full, fuller body wine, but it has medium acidity to it. It's complex. You really do get to taste a lot of different components in it, which is why I say it's that off dry or just slightly got a sweetness to it. This would be amazing in the summertime. I mean, I definitely could drink this by itself. I'm not as much of a sweet wine drinker, but I do appreciate the beauty in really great sweet wines. If I think about foods that this wine might go with really well, I immediately think of dishes that have, that maybe are a little spicier. I think this wine would stand up to it. Maybe like a spicy Thai dish or even just kind of an Indian curry, you know, that's the beauty of wines is being able to try different dishes. It doesn't just have to be an Alsatian dish. I would think that this would go really well with uh, a variety of cured meats, as well as different cheeses, probably some strong cheeses. I think this would go great with a goat cheese. I would even be happy to just have this with some sourdough bread and some cured meats. This would be wonderful. I also think that it would be great with dessert. Sometimes I don't always like to pair sweet wines with sweet desserts because you want it to be able to enhance. It's the beauty of being able to taste food with wine is to be able to enhance that flavor of both and bring out the beauty in both the dish and the glass. But if I think about desserts, it would pair well with maybe... A dessert like a rhubarb pie. You get that tartness from the rhubarb with the sweetness in the wine. And I think it would go really, really well together. Have you guys tried this wine? What did you think about it? I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think that Joseph Catan Winery has just done an amazing job with this wine. You can tell that this deserves to be a Grand Cru wine. And I do think that this wine has the potential to be able to age. I think this wine could actually age more than five years. So I, when I taste this wine, I think it's still developing and it's still kind of young. So it'll be fun to see what this wine develops into the longer it's in the bottle. You guys will have to tell me that too. 
if you tried this wine later or if you're trying it young um, or if you're trying a different vintage, I think that would be really fun to get your feedback on. I love the region of Alsace. From its diversified culture, history, architecture, amazing wines, and gastronomy, this place just has so much to offer. It has the romanticism of France and the old world charm of Germany. It's just beautiful. So to close out today, we talked about the ins and outs of Joseph Catin Winery. We broke down Alsace and the Grand Cru region of Hatchbur. We learned about winemaker Jacques Catin and the family of Catin who make this wine. We talked about how this wine was made from the vine to the bottle. And most importantly, we talked about how it looks, tastes, and smells. Let me know if you've had this wine and if you did, what you thought of it. I would love to hear your feedback on this wine and as well as future wines you want to know more about. You guys are the ones that are going to help me find the wines that we like. Go to Taste Fins and Terror with STC Wine Girl on Buzzsprout.com to find my contact information. You can also contact me on my website, MidwestVino.com. I've put links to both in the description. If this wine sounds interesting to you and you would like to know more about Joseph Catan Winery, you can check out their website. I'll add a link to them in the description as well. I encourage you to check out their website. This is an amazing winery, and they have such a wonderful history. You should learn more about it. If you liked this episode, make sure to hit the follow and click the notification icon so you don't miss future episodes. Join me next week as we select a new wine, learn where it's from, how it's made, how it tastes, and above all, have fun finding the wines that we like. See you next time, wine lovers. Cheers! Or as they say in Alsatian dialect, scattered! <laughs> <laughs>